Welcome to the Eye Test, the fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all day. This is our What's in the Flex episode. And for those of you who don't know, What's in the Flex is pretty much players that either have come off the waiver wire, who are sitting on your bench, that have ascended to Flex play. Now, Paul, I know you have a lot of players to talk about. So let's start off with you. Who you got? Yeah, so I would be remiss if I did not bring up this guy first, and it's Rashad White. I know I've been saying it literally all year. All year. But it finally worked out. If you have held on to him as long as I have, hopefully you're still in the playoff push. My hopes and dreams are pretty much done now with playoffs, but Rashad White is an interesting keeper for next year. I know that there was no Leonard Fournette, but anytime you get nine catches, he had 23 total opportunities. He had over 100 yards. If you get this guy in the end zone, he's a top five back this week. And so moving forward with Rashad White, you have to be happy. He looks good. He's passing the eye test. I told you so. But the real guy I want to talk about who it seems like it's now official. I know we have Leonard Fournette kind of looming over Rashad White's head. But this next guy seems to have won the backfield outright, and that's Isaiah Pacheco. Another waiver running back here that is making his way into your starting lineup. He definitely has taken over the role. He played over 53% of the snaps, and he got the ball, I think, like on 22 23% of the snaps he was out there. He's not very involved in the passing game. That's his only knock. But the way this Kansas City offense shares the ball, I wouldn't be surprised if he sprinkles in a couple games with four-plus catches. This is just Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they share the ball. They give the ball out a lot. And the fact that Pacheco has taken over complete running duties and goal line work, you have to be thrilled if you have Pacheco. So I think he's certainly worth a flex spot moving forward, being on the number one offense starting running back. Yeah, I mean, there's not much competition now, really, for – seems like Clyde Edwards-Lair is on IR, correct? Yeah, and we had his fantasy funeral, which is uh, was a did. good – it was a – I think we did him a good service. He had a good first four weeks, but Clyde Edwards-Lair, you're cut. You're yeah, gone. cut. And Pacheco, dude, a solid – not only a good flex for redraft leagues, but he is a gem in dynasty leagues right now. He is passing the eye test the way that he runs the ball, and he's in a high-powered offense too, the best offense to be on as a running back, really, because they're always going to be in the red zone. They have big playability no matter what player you are. If Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, he can set you up for success. So that is a dynasty gem for sure. They can't stack the box at all because yeah. <laughs> Pat Holmes will just light you up. Yeah, you can't. And that is that is a downfall for Pacheco owners is if a defense tries to zone in, like stack the box, they're mainly doing that to get to Mahomes fast, but that doesn't matter. So like when that, that can be a downfall for being a Pacheco owner is if a defense does try to play that way, then he's just going to pass the ball. And if they don't make an adjustment, Pacheco is going to be putting up goose eggs. But – yeah, but not even taking, with them, if the Chiefs, away from him. if the Chiefs go up by a couple scores, then that works in Pacheco's favor as well because then they're gonna they're going to run the ball just to eat clock and to do that. So True. it's I don't know, maybe I'm just a glass half full guy, but I love Pacheco moving forward. I think if I had him, I'm definitely starting him. Totally, um, yeah, definitely more positives owning him than negatives. I'm not trying just, to take anything away there, but for any Pacheco owners out there, just just know it's not going to be what's the saying? Rainbows and roses, rainbows Ro- and roses. Yeah, rainbows and roses every week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, going off of that, I just wonder, like, when was the last time the Chiefs had a real fantasy-relevant 
running back. I'm not talking like Clyde Edwards will air a couple good weeks and you're like, okay, he's my RB2 now. I'm talking like real relevance. What Kareem Hunt is rookie year. Jamal Charles, I would say even over Kareem Hunt. Like Jamal Charles was a true like first round guy you get every year. Kareem Hunt was really good though. He he was really good too. And then he, what did he kick a bitch in a club? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't allegedly. allegedly. We should look into the psychology of why the running back positions specifically likes to beat the shit out of people. I mean, it kind of makes sense. They get hit all the time. So they're just violent people by nature. Yeah. They got to dish it out. (laughs) Insert Ray Rice. Ray Rice (laughs) hates elevators, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That 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 video was that yeah. one's horrible. That one's horrible. Yeah, that, that one was, was really bad. bad. And then he like drags her into the elevator. I thought I was watching like Criminal Minds. I was like, that, what the that hell? Video horrible. But yeah, getting back on track, I think that was the last time the Chiefs had a real fantasy relevant running back. So it's been a while. We'll see if Pacheco could end up becoming a Kareem Hunt type. But John, who do you have as your what's in the flex? So this guy has had, I would say this was his second like out game, and he does score fairly low on the other weeks, anywhere from average to low. But I guess that's what you get out of a flex player. And it is Zay Jones on the Jaguars. I think he's been in the league for five years, and he just got a huge – he was part of those like crazy contract signings that the Jaguars had in the offseason where they just – printed money and just paid every receiver like millions and millions of dollars. Zay Jones got like a $25 million deal with the Jaguars for four years, I think. And dude, he has been making the bag. He's been a below average receiver his whole career. And he, like with the Bills, when he first got drafted by them, he was making, yeah, I mean, he had a signing bonus of $3 million. He made $7 million with them. Then he Got a one-year contract with the Raiders, made two and a half mil, and then just gets a $25 million contract to the Jaguars to be their, like, second, I guess, second or third receiver on the team. And he's just had a really good year. Over the last two weeks, he's been averaging 12 targets a game, 10 catches a game. His only weakness right now is he's not getting in the end zone, and that's kind of been the story of his whole career. He just needs to become a red zone threat to really ascend into that wide receiver two tier. So he is... Definitely in the wide receiver three discussion right now, which would lead me to now that we know what his ceiling is, which is like 26 points or something like that in PPR leagues, he is worth a flex spot. He's got a pretty easy schedule for the next two weeks and playoffs start in three weeks. So if you're looking for, if you're making that playoff push, if you're in ninth place, eighth place, whatever, he's worth a flex start right now, considering how high his ceiling is. You just want to make sure that those defenses, although they're giving up points to the receiver position, you want to make sure that those defenses are also giving up a lot of points to the quarterback position because Trevor Lawrence doesn't necessarily play well against good defense. So then that would obviously affect Zay Jones's fantasy production. So I would say start him the next two weeks. He does have a tough schedule if you were to work your way into the deeper end of the playoffs, but He's got a high ceiling, so that's what fluxes are for. It's all about going for the home runs, and Zay Jones probably made a lot of people eat the white dog shit too this week. Definitely, definitely. He made me personally eat it with my – he killed my Ravens. He was just always yeah, yeah. open. Dude, the receivers on the Jaguars, like that uh, Jamal Agnew or whatever his name is, he had 15 points or something like that. Trevor Lawrence is making a lot of below-average receivers look good, but yeah. – 
Trevor Lawrence can get, he can look horrible. Like he, he he's not it yet. Just wait until Calvin Ridley comes back next year. Calvin Ridley. He's Calvin on the Jaguars. Yeah, they traded him to the Jags at the deadline. You're right. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. That's a really good receiving core. And ETN. Yeah, and so Trevor Lawrence, the spotlight's on him. To All the pressure's on him to get better this offseason. You guys think he'll do it? Yeah. I think with Doug Peterson, he will. He'll do what? Will he improve greatly? I think he'll make the lead. His third year. Yeah, I think he will. I think with Calvin Ridley... I don't know if he's ever going to be that like Justin Herbert because people were lauding him as like the best quarterback prospect since like John Elway, you know, and so far he's been good, but he's been really bad. Also, I just I feel like his like throwing motion, he doesn't have touch, really. It's just like a cannon every single time. But I think with Calvin Ridley next year, and obviously ETN's there, Christian Kirk's still going to be there. Same with Zay Jones. And with Peterson as their coach, I could definitely see him taking a bigger leap. He's already gotten better this year as well, so I don't see a reason that he won't, besides for the fact that he's just playing for the Jaguars. Yeah, and they'll get a high – they'll get a – or is it considered a high draft pick if you're in the single digits, or is that low? You know what I mean? If you're a top ten pick, does that count as, like, you get a high pick? Yeah, yeah you're like a high draft pick. Yeah, okay. that's okay. even like top 12. is. No, I just wanted to make sure I was saying it right. So, like, the Jags are going to get a high draft pick next year because of their record this year, and they could use that for offensive line to protect Trevor Lawrence or their defense to at least take the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence from having to pass all the time. Yeah. Who do you have, Bob? Ooh, I mean, you went with the wide receiver, John. Uh, Paul named a couple running backs. So I'm staying on the running back train, and this is – Hits home a little bit. This is from my Jets, Zonovan Knight. Weird name. Uh, Very weird. He has like some nickname. I can't remember what it was, but I saw it on Twitter. And I just thought it was way better than his actual name. But so James Robinson was a surprise healthy scratch this week. And Michael Carter ended up getting hurt early in the game. And for some reason, the Jets made this guy active today when he wasn't active pretty much all year, and he made the most of his opportunity. 14 rushes, 69 yards, added three receptions for 34 yards. And like I said, Michael Carter got hurt. James Robinson, I'm not sure what they're doing with him. Maybe it just doesn't know the playbook yet or something like that. But the Jets coaches seem to really like Knight. They've talked very highly of him. So the Jets like to run the ball, and it's – conceivable that the Jets offense is going to be even better with Mike White under center than it was with Zach Wilson, less predictable. So I think Zonovan Jones is worth not only a waiver ad this week, but definitely at least, you know, it's tough to say that he's a, he's not an easy start, but I feel like he's working his way into the flex conversation. If they keep giving him the ball, especially if Michael Carter is hurt over these next couple weeks. Yeah. And also like, at this time of the year, there are probably two or three teams in your league where they're just riddled with injuries. And it's like Zonovan Knight is a guy where if you're one of those teams and you don't have any better option, like he's the best option. Almost like I would say Zay Jones is the same way. Yeah, like he, none of those – Zonovan Knight probably isn't going to 
break out for like 25 points or anything like that. But we're talking flex plays now. And really all you want out of a flex player is 12 to double like digits. Yeah. Get me double digits. And you hope that your studs, if you have studs in your lineup and your actual position players will lead you the way. So he looked really good and the Jets coaches seem to like him. So if Michael Carter stays hurt and James Robinson is just riding the line. What's his deal? I don't know. I've heard, I mean, they didn't trade much for him, but I just, it could just be the playbook, but it's just weird that you trade for a guy. And then a couple games later, he's inactive. It's strange. Yeah. Not that reminds me, James Robinson might be having Philip Lindsay syndrome. If you remember oh. Philip Lindsay from a couple years ago, I mean, dude puts up a thousand yards for the Broncos and then just becomes completely irrelevant the following year. And it's a shame because I've had James Robinson two years in a row and he's played very well when he was with the Jaguars. And I thought him going to the Jets was great, especially with Brees Hall getting hurt. I was like, okay, this is going to be like a split backfield, but you bring in J-Rob for a reason. Yeah. So to have him and Zach Wilson sitting on the sideline, not even dressed, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's very weird. But now with the Michael Carter injury, they might be forced to make him active. They have Ty Johnson as well, who as a Jet fan, I've watched him play a ton. And he did okay this week, but that dude has butterfingers. And I just don't think he's really that good so james robinson should conceivably work his way back into the lineup this is a guy that ran for a thousand yards last year yeah zonovan knight stay tuned by the way nickname is bam bam that's what it is yeah that's sick <laughs> it was it, it's bam now but it was bam bam up until fourth grade and then it got shortened to bam i like bam bam so much more yeah bam Dude, bam, like bam. Bam Knight. Yeah, Bam Bam Knight. Dude, that sounds like badass. Well, yeah. I said Bam Bam, I think of the little kid from Flintstones. Yeah, little yeah. Turd yeah. from Flintstones. That's what it's from. Maybe Bam! It also, just like running back, running into people. Yeah, yeah. it fits. Hitting it fits. People, it checks out. People in the elevator. Bam! Bam! <laughs> Wrong floor! Why do you call him Bam Bam? Because I always hit twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, that is good. All right, guys. I think that's a good place to leave off on finding out that Zonovan Knight is Bam Bam. So yes. thank you as always for listening. This is the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast on Apple and Spotify. If you're listening on YouTube, welcome. We're happy to have you. If you're also on TikTok, the Eye Test Pod One, where you post other content, our DFS teams. If you don't want to listen to the whole podcast, waiver wire picks, and other entertaining content as well so thanks for listening and look out for us tomorrow where we'll be posting our dfs draft for week 13 thanks again peace see you guys tomorrow draft bam 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 <laughs>